What happens when high school students decide our topics, ask our questions, tell our stories, find our voices? It's the Face to Face Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Face to Face Podcast. I'm Vita and I'm here with Rachel. And we are going to talk about high school sports. So, what sport did you play? In high school, I swam and I played basketball and soccer. Why swimming? Wait a minute, because <laughs> we're not going to go nowhere else. Why swimming? Um, so I've swam competitively since I was in kindergarten. So it just kind of, the trajectory continued through high school. And when I got to college, it was either basketball or swimming, and I chose basketball. Was, like, something pushed on you? Like, if, like, if it's kindergarten, like, they just, like, throw you in? <laughs> and you just liked it? That's a good question. I guess I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure my parents definitely influenced that, you know, it was called Whalers Swim Team through the YMCA. And, yeah, all my friends did it. And it just kind of became the thing that you do year after year. And, you know, you progressively get better and you just kind of continue to learn different strokes and I guess it was just something I did in my hometown okay when I imagine swimming like you just swim like I can't imagine like not diving but just like so there is diving as well but yeah usually if you're a swimmer competitively you choose a stroke whether it is backstroke breaststroke butterfly or freestyle and then so those are the only ones you get to pick from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And yeah, it's just dependent on length, whether you're a sprinter or you're more of a distance swimmer. So people used to swim 20 lengths of the pool and did a 500. And then more of my thing was sprints, 50s, 100 yards, things like that. Would you be able to like survive if you were stranded in the middle of the ocean because of the classes? Because <laughs> I know I'm not. Uh even though I swam for a long time, I'm going to go with a no. Really? Yeah. Like, not um, swimming-wise, just probably wouldn't be able to tread water for that long if I was in the middle of the ocean. Or right, I'd get But you could eaten. swim somewhere else. True. Good I, point. I would probably just <laughs> let myself be called a night. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wouldn't even try. Did I throw you a curveball with the swimming? You did. I was, like, swimming. What? That's mind-blowing. That's crazy. Did, like, sports become you? Like, did you know who you were outside of just swimming and basketball? No, I don't think I really developed a sense of self outside of sports until probably post-college, because I think it just became my identity for so long. Of I go to practice, uh, this is my group of friends, this is what we do. And really, truly, like, even after high school, it was like, what sport am I going to play? What am I going to do in college? And there was never really an idea that I would do something else or really anything else. So, yeah, I think it definitely formed my identity and also shaped me into who I am today, Um, good or bad. It just kind of felt like there was a lot of team mentality and just a lot of kind of those core values that you learn through sports that I have had through my upbringing. Did you want to go pro? Like, how did you get to being a teacher? Like, I don't. Oh, I don't understand that. So, curve. I am not a teacher. I'm a social worker. Oh, I was wrong. No, no, you're okay. <laughs> I 
went to college to become a nurse. And the reason I chose the school I went to is because they do their clinicals at the Mayo Clinic. And I was very interested in that and thought that'd be a great way to get a job there. But as <laughs> my good friend Banal would tell you, I couldn't wake up for clinicals. I'm not a morning person. So nursing quickly went out the window. And I have always had a fascination with psychology, thought I'd become a psychologist. And kind of after talking to several professors, social work was kind of that route to still do therapy, but also not uh, have to do psychological testing. So kind of just this kind of winding road led me here. And then I had my internship here at Face to Face, and I've been here now eight years. Like my mom, she's a social worker, but she works with homelessness. But you work with kids. Yeah, so that is what a lot of social workers would tell you is that is the beauty of the profession is you can choose really truly any avenue. It's very large and a full umbrella of like social work or clinical social work. So you can, yeah, work with homeless populations, schools, hospitals, do case management, do therapy. You can do so many different things where I think that's why people choose social work is because you have such a variety of choice. And I think a lot of people do different things throughout their career. But I never thought I'd work in schools ever, really, truly. But what kept you going through all that? Like, what was your biggest push? I'd say primarily probably throughout my life, like the biggest push and motivation has been my family. I have a brother who is 15 years younger than me. I have a sister who's five years older than me, and they all kind of, they both play sports. I looked up to my sister a lot, and then, you know, just that encouragement through my parents and grandparents and all of that just really kept me going and wanting to make them proud. Was there ever a point of you thinking that you were doing all that for them to be proud instead of doing it just for yourself where yeah. there ever times of that? Oh, definitely. How did yeah. you get through that? So it's actually kind of funny. I started basketball. Um, so I was in ballet. It was just ballet and swimming I until I was in fifth grade. And obviously I am tall. So I, there is some people in my school that are like, you should play basketball. And I think right away, definitely that was a push of like, yeah, go play basketball. And I can't remember exactly if I really wanted to at that point, but I definitely was not good. You know, I'd never picked up a basketball and it was in fifth grade. People have already been playing for years. So I think to continue going, I think it definitely was that more of the approval piece. And then, yeah, my mom was actually my soccer coach for a long time. So that definitely was for that approval piece because I had to be the goalie. Nobody else wanted to, so I definitely wanted to quit multiple times because of that. I'm stuck on the ballet. I'm not going to lie. I'm stuck on the I'll, ballet. I'll bring in a photo. There's photos. There's photos and video. You know, a lot of VHS of my ballet performances. <laughs> VHS is crazy. Where are you going to play that at? <laughs> anyway, um, what was your biggest challenge like going through all of that ballet and everything I think it's more if I reflect on it now it's the mental piece of like showing up and showing up as your best each day even when you have stuff going on but I think probably in the moment it was 
being pulled in several directions, right? Like every day you don't want to go to practice. You want to go hang out with your friends or you want to go do other things. So there is a piece where you have to have a level of commitment and really intrinsic motivation to keep kind of doing the right thing for your team or for yourself, for your training. So yeah, I think it's kind of just that push of self that is probably that hardest obstacle that I had to overcome. How do you view like a team? Because there's some people that view it as something, like you just said, how it's a structure, it can build structure for you. It might be difficult, but it can build that structure for you. And there's some people where it's like, you can also build that structure yourself in different Mm -hmm. things instead of wanting that um, achievement from somebody else. Yeah. How do you view teams? Um, I definitely am somebody where I do thrive off of, you know, teams pushing me to do better and to be better. But I do think, you know, there is an element too where especially as you get higher in sports where you need to have both, right? You have your team that supports you, but you have to do stuff outside of practice. You have to do things to work on your mental and physical game that isn't necessarily going to be on team's time. So it is, I think, a bit of both. But for me, definitely, I have always been more of the person who, when I'm at practice, I am better because of the people around me. Like knowing you were going to push towards to get into college and doing all that, were there people on your team that you didn't want to be like, that you didn't want to make certain mistakes that they made? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I don't think so. There was a lot of girls on my basketball team, especially who were going to play in college. So that was a big motivator to see kind of, okay, they're doing this. I need to do this too, or we're training together, working out together, things like that. And same with swimming. It was like, okay, they are really training outside of practice. Like I said, they're doing two-a-days. They're going to the morning and afternoon practice. And I think that only helped. It didn't, you know, I never looked at any of my teammates and I was like, no, I don't want to be like you. I think everybody just kind of has their own unique view and way of play. So, you know, it's more not, I don't want to be like that. It's more like I'm either a can't or, you know, my style of play is so different from yours. Looking at where your life is now, would you ever want to go back to like playing all those sports and doing all that? Or would you just stick to where you at? Like, and also where were you the happiest? Definitely. If I could go back with what I know now, I probably would because I'd change a few things. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, and to be able to look back on my life, yes, there are a hundred things, even just small things that I would tweak. But I am happy with where things have led me. I am. I really enjoyed kind of every step of the way. There was definitely hard times, teams that weren't made, or just things that were extremely upsetting in those moments. But it also shaped me to who I am today, and you know, I am pretty happy with kind of all of those bumps and where it's led me. In terms of where I was the happiest, playing sports, probably high school, mainly because it was just, you could still play multiple sports and, you know, there's different teammates that you have on different teams and there's just a camaraderie and also just like things that you do outside of those games where, I don't know, it just was fun. You know, you work and volunteer at different things. We had used to do basketball bonding parties, which essentially is just a sleepover, but it was our excuse to do it. 
on like time that you're supposed to be with the team. So yeah, just things like that that are fun. And I have lifelong friends because of that. Hmm. I don't know how you, how you push through the sports. You would be great if you, <laughs> you would. You're going to see me huffing and puffing and I'm just going to, that was nice while it lasted. <laughs> That's exactly every beginning of the season. Everyone's huffing and puffing. That's the whole ride. That's the whole way through. That's the beginning and end. It's not fun. Well, I just can't get over the ballet. <laughs> Swimming I was stuck on for a little while, and then you hit me with ballet. This yeah. whole time I've been thinking, like, I want to twirl. Like, I want to do a little twirl. I don't feel like it's going to end the way I think it will. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I have any more questions. No, injured. Injuries. Oh. Lots of injuries. Yes. I, oh man, I think in seventh grade, I hurt my knee for the first time and I had to get surgery on it. And then I broke a few ankles. I dislocated my knee on the swim pool deck doing a cheer. That's a whole story for another time. Yeah, it was pretty bad. My kneecap just completely dislodged. And yeah, college, kind of same thing, knee problems, you know, basketball injuries that happen to a lot of women just because our knees are not, you know, set up the same way uh, with our hips. So women's basketball tends to have some knee injuries. But yeah, ultimately, after kind of a pretty bad knee injury in college, that's when I called it. And then I didn't play my senior year. Oh, so you played like whole way through college. Yeah, I just didn't play my senior year. Wow. And then I went and studied abroad in Australia instead. Wait a minute. What? You I'm just You just flipping I'm pages. Just... You just like, wow. <laughs> How do you feel about the difference with men's and women's basketball since you play within it? I guess just men's and women's sports in general. Mm-hmm. We are criminally underpaid. Oof. And I think there has been legwork done on the soccer side of things and the those Women who have played have done a lot of advocacy around it to shed some light because they have been winning championships and winning World Cups and the men have not, and they still are not getting paid as much. It's the same with the WNBA to the NBA. The Lynx in here in Minneapolis have won multiple championships and they still, you know, they sell out their arena. They do well. It's in actually, you know, people are always like, oh, it's not as entertaining, but it, it is. They play the game. They play the game properly. There isn't a ton of traveling. There isn't just like no defense played at all until playoffs. And they just are not paid like they should be. So there is a lot of work to be done there. And I do believe a lot of women who, especially in basketball, will not continue on even if they want to because they don't make a living wage, really. For the work that they do, the PR that they have to do outside of the games and practice, they just don't make enough to make it worth it a lot of the times. You know, if there's not other deals in place or things like that. So I think there's a lot of work to be done. We're making major headways. And, you know, I just think as long as people are continuing to be outspoken about it and continuing to advocate for it, I'm pretty sure in our lifetimes we'll see some continued results to have some equality there and equity. If somebody came to you and was like, we're going to put this in the news or da-da-da, 
and you gave your opinion on men and women's sports, what would be the first thing that you feel like would actually get change out of there what, that you would say? Women work just as hard as men to be successful in any sport there is. And there is a few differences, but no major ones that they shouldn't be treated as equals within the sport of their choosing. That's nice. I really ain't got no more questions. You got any questions? I do not. Thank you, Rachel, for joining me. Thank I you like for your having me. It was nice. This is fun. Thank you so much. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>